Chapter Seventeen of the Love Affairs of Pixie by Mrs. George de Hornvesey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Thinking alike. Pixie's prophecy that her relatives would crow on hearing Mr. Glynn's ultimatum was fulfilled in spirit, if not in letter. Geoffrey and Joan Hilliard assumed their most staid and dignified airs for the important interview, referred to my sister Patricia with a deference worthy of a royal princess, and would have Stanor's guardian to understand that the man was not born who was worthy to be her spouse. All the same, as mortal young men went, they had nothing to say against Stanor Vaughan, and if time proved him to be in earnest both in love and work they would be graciously pleased to welcome him into the family then the business part of the interview being ended the ambassador was invited to stay to lunch and esmeralda swept from the room leaving the two men to a less formal colloquy over their cigarettes she would have helped you through the echo of those words rang in his ears he heard again the musical tone of the soft irish voice saw again the sweet deep glance strange that those words had in the very moment of utterance uprooted the conviction of years lying prisoner on his couch he had been thankful in a grim embittered fashion which had belied the true meaning of the word that love had not entered into his life it would have been but another cross to bear since no woman could be expected to be faithful to a maimed and querulous invalid now in a lightning flash he realized that there were women this irish pixie for example whose love could triumphantly overcome such an ordeal she would have helped him through and supported and cheered by her influence his recovery would doubtless have been far more speedy he straightened himself and said quickly miss o'shaughnessy would make a charming wife for stanor's sake i could not wish anything better than that she may be ready to fulfil her promise at the end of the two years there's no doubt about that said geoffrey gravely she will be ready there's more than a grain of obstinacy in pixie's nature very amiable obstinacy no doubt but it may be just as mischievous on such occasions as the present she has given her word and she'll stick to it even if she recognizes that she has made a mistake we may talk but it will have no effect unless your nephew himself releases her she will feel as much bound as if they had been married in westminster abbey it's the way she's made the most faithful little creature under the sun it will be our duty to protect her against herself by making the young fellow understand that for her sake almost more than his own he must be honest and not allow a mistaken sense of honour to urge him to repeat his proposal if his heart is not in it he could make pixie his wife but he could never make her happy the most cruel fate that could happen to that little soul would be to be married to a man who did not love her absolutely 
stephen glynn nodded his lips pressed together in grim determination he shall understand if i know stanor there will be no difficulty in persuading him he is a good lad but it is not in him to sacrifice himself i have been so anxious to secure him an unclouded youth that he is hardly to be blamed for putting his own interests in the foreground it's a fault that many of us suffer from in the early twenties said geoffrey lightly he thought the conversation had lasted long enough and was glad when the sound of the gong came as an interruption and he could escort his guest to the dining-room where the two ladies were already waiting luncheon was a cheerful meal despite the somewhat difficult position of the diners and stephen glynn felt the pang of the lonely as he absorbed the atmosphere of love and sympathy the beautiful hostess looked tired and worn but her eyes brightened as she looked at her husband and in a quiet unostentatious fashion he watched incessantly over her comfort it was easy to see that the trial through which this husband and wife had passed had but riveted the bond between them and brought them into closest sympathy while the little sister comported herself with a brisk cheeriness which was as far as possible removed from the attitude of the proverbial damsel crossed in love the time passed so pleasantly that the visitor was unfeignedly sorry when it was time to make his farewells pixie ran upstairs for the small son and heir who had by now returned home and in her absence stephen exchanged a few last words with esmeralda i am immensely relieved and thankful that you and your husband feel with me in this matter and miss o'shaughnessy has been wonderfully forgiving she does not appear to bear me any rancor esmeralda gave a short impatient laugh <laughs> ah rancor pixie you know very little of my sister mr glynn to suggest such a possibility she is incapable of rancor pixie returned at this moment leading geoff by the hand and when the great car glided up to the door she and the boy went out together to see the last of the departing guest stephen stepped haltingly into the car and leaned over the side to wave his own farewells pixie smiled and waved in reply and the sun shone down on her uncovered face stephen would have been thankful if he could have carried away that picture as a last impression but as the car moved slowly from the door she stepped back into the shadow of the porch and he caught a last glimpse of her standing there gazing after him with a grave fixed gaze End of chapter 17